This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti, solo again this week without my beautiful wife, Remy. It is great to be with you on all of our radio affiliates across the country. Our guest is one of my favorites of all time, Tim Tebow. It is always cool to catch up with Tim, no matter what show I'm hosting. So we'll chat with Tim coming up. I wanted to talk about fitting in this week because I've never really fit in, and I'm fine with that now, but for a while... Growing up, growing up in an Italian neighborhood in South Philly, going to Catholic schools and having a Arabic last name and first name, because my first name's not really Rob, it's Robia. I've talked about that before. It's an Arabic word for spring. It was hard to fit in. It was always difficult to fit in. And for a long period of time growing up and then through grade school, through high school, trying to fit in kind of influenced some decisions I'd make. It kind of set me up for making some mistakes. And it kind of, in a way, guided who I was at that time and how I went about living my life. Because there was always, you have groups, you have cliques, you have friends, you have people. And you're try, if you're trying to fit in, you're never going to find real joy or peace and it took me a while. It took me several years. But once I realized that I don't want to fit in with anybody, I don't care about fitting in, I don't need to fit in, I, and I most especially don't need to fit in or want to fit in with this world, and I only want to fit in with Jesus, that's when I started to find my greatest peace. And, and I think the problem with trying to fit in, no matter who you are, no matter where you are in life, whether you're a kid in school whether you're someone at work and you're looking around and there's group meetings, there's work functions, there's events, whether you're in the media industry, whether you're wherever you are in life, you're always going to be faced with whether or not you're going to try to fit in. And the problem with wanting to try to fit in I believe it's seeking joy in all the wrong places because you'll never be fully satisfied when you do that because fitting in is ultimately being a follower. And as believers, we should only follow one person, Jesus. And if you're a non-believer, but you want to find true peace and true joy, don't be consumed with trying to fit in with everyone else. Jesus never fit in with the world. Neither will his followers, but we find joy in him and we have real happiness and true peace when we stop wanting to fit in with the world and things are changing. There's so much going on out there and there are so many Christians who get caught up with wanting to fit into the culture, whether it's accepting what we know isn't biblical, or it's attempting to digest information and change it to make it socially acceptable. See, the world doesn't want to hear the gospel message. The world does not like God's word. So they live in rebellion. 
And if we try and fit in with that culture and we try and fit in with people who feel that way, we're always going to be confronted with obstacles and opposition. And that's okay. And that's okay. So my point this week that I'm, I'm hoping as you're listening to the show is to think about, and Tim Tebow is coming up, and Tim never really fit in. Tim didn't even fit in. Playing in the NFL, he didn't fit in. He had some success. He was drafted in the first round. He was 8-6 and six as a starter in a regular season. He won a playoff game, an incredible game, threw for 316 yards. The 316 was all over the place in his stat line. Lost the following week. Never got an opportunity to be a starter again. But he, he never even fit in after all that tremendous success he had in college. Two-time national champion, Heisman Trophy winner, first-round pick, all of that stuff. But he's not consumed with wanting to fit in. And my hope is by listening today is if that is where you are in life and you're being confronted or you're having internal dialogue, internal debate about do I want to fit in here? Do I want to, do I want to go to this party? Suppose you're in school and you're in college. You're in high school. Do I want to go to this party? Do I want to be around these people? Do I want to... I want to fit in. I want to make friends, but you know I don't necessarily like their lifestyle. Or they may be drinking, they may be smoking, they may be doing this. That's not what I want to do. Don't ever force yourself to fit in by doing something that compromises your integrity, your values, your morals, who you are as a person. It's not that important. There's some Bible verses I wanted to bring up, and one of them is my one of my all-time favorites. Romans 12.2, Paul wrote, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. What does it mean, do not conform to the pattern of this world? <laughs> that goes back to don't try to fit in. Don't try to fit into a world that doesn't want to hear the gospel message. Don't try to fit into a world that doesn't like God's word. Don't try to fit into a world that is rebelling that is telling you by you having these values, these beliefs, these truths that you are not tolerant, that you are unaccepting, that you need to be canceled in this cancel culture. Don't be consumed by wanting to fit in. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. It, it is such a strong and powerful message that Paul shares here, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What does that mean? When you find your joy and peace in the Lord, when you find your joy and peace in Christ, you will be renewed in your mind. When I found my joy and peace in Christ, I no longer care to fit in with everyone else. I didn't care that my name was an Arabic Middle Eastern name. I didn't care that that was something that had people making fun of me as a kid and calling me all kinds of different, I don't even want to go down that road, but I no longer, it no longer mattered to me. And that, that issue with wanting to find joy in all these wrong places, it'll never satisfy you. Another Bible verse that I think is, and it's in Matthew 13, it's Jesus speaking, it's the parable of the sower. And and this is 
tremendous because here Jesus is talking and he says, a farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. So when the disciples asked him, what does the parable of the sower mean and why he speaks in parables? He said, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. It is, this is such a powerful parable that Jesus taught in Matthew 13. And those who are consumed with wanting to fit in to this world and caught up in the deceitfulness of wealth, they choke that word. When trouble or persecution comes, when people are saying, hey, this is not the way, this is not accepting, this is not tolerant, this is not this, they're afraid, they run away, they quickly fall away. But if you have that that seed that's fallen on good soil, if your joy is in the Lord, if your peace is in him, if your happiness is in him and not trying to satisfy everyone else, that's when you'll produce a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Don't worry about fitting in. Don't worry about being a follower of anyone but the Lord. Up next, you're going to hear from Tim Tebow. You're listening to Faith on a Field Show presented by International Justice Mission. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. 
because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. This is Derrick Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with Remy. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonthefieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an incredible lineup of guests, and you can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on the Field. Tell a friend or two about the show. I want to take a minute to thank our wonderful sponsors. Please check them out on our website, International Justice Mission and Heritage's Dairy Stores. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at faithonthefieldshow.com. We have various packages we can cater specifically to fit your needs. Our goal is to be on a sports radio station in every state. If you don't have a business to advertise on but want to help the ministry, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonthefieldshow.com. Our guest this week, two-time national champion, 2007 Heisman Trophy winner Tim Tebow. Always enjoy catching up with Tim about football, faith, and philanthropy. Comebacks are are the big story in football, especially this weekend. We saw what Tua Tungavailoa and the Dolphins did. As a guy who, as a quarterback who previously, you led a, a ton of comebacks. What goes into it, Tim? What's What's the mindset that you have to have in that huddle on the sideline when your team is down to make sure that they understand you still got a chance. Yeah. You don't let doubt and negativity overtake you. I think that's massive, right? To, you know, um, when you've had a tough first two, three quarters, whatever it is, you know, um, what's happening is it's so easy to get, you know, crevices in, in between you and other players and oh, it's, it's, you know, it's my fault. It's your fault. It's our fault, whatever. But continuing to bring people in, not letting a wedge come in between you, and don't let the negativity, don't let the doubt creep in. So, okay, these are the reasons that we haven't had success. It is because of, you know, X, Y, and Z. And this is the solution. Come together. Here we go. If we make these, you know, adjustments, we're okay. I, I love being able to see some of the comebacks this weekend, even the ones that fell a little bit short, right? I mean, when you watch Joe Burrow, you see a dude that... He just does not flinch, you know. He he doesn't. His mindset, and I think other people watch him and they say, "Dang, if he's not worried, I don't have to be either." You know, if he's not flinching, if he's not scared, I don't have to be either. And I think it's the sometimes the leadership that can rally that in people when it could be easy to point fingers. Oh, they're not pointing. Oh, we're okay. Let's just go do our job, right? And I think Joe's someone that you know, every game he's in, he gives that to his team. He's done it for a long time. Um, I think you see, you know, the Dolphins comebacks crazy, right? They're, that belief that they're starting to build in the in the, the locker room. You could even see it with a few of the comments they had this offseason, right? Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's fascinating to see. I think you saw it this weekend in college football a lot too. Um, just the, some of the craziest comebacks. And I also think something that plays into it is how king momentum can be at times right when when teams can get momentum it can feel like man everything is uphill or downhill when and the truth is it's really neither but it can feel that way and um and it can just feel like oh my gosh when it's just rolling downhill against you it feels like what can we possibly do but that's where the brotherhood the arm in arm has to come into play and i think in some of the special teams that i was on is that's what that's what the best thing was is no matter what it felt like uphill downhill good or bad we were arm in arm and that kept us locked in together and and I think that's something else 
special. I think that's what you see on some of these teams right now. It's easier said than done when you say you make a mistake, you throw a pick, uh, a fumble, whatever it is, move on to the next play. Forget about it. How do you go about that, though? Because it's, you hear it from the fans. You may hear it on the sideline. Somebody may call you out. How do you move on to the next play and make sure you don't let that negativity, that doubt, stick with you? It's so funny because you hear all the time coaches and players say that. But do they actually have a solution to that? Or they actually have something practical? Well, I think one way is to address it, to give a solution for it. But then truly move on. Don't just keep bringing it up to that person. If you're a coach, don't you run it back, coach? Don't keep telling your running back, "Hey, remember, hold on to the football, hold on to the football." No, if you told him, if you addressed it, "Hey, I want it high and tight. I want five points of pressure. I want you to lock into it." Don't keep reminding him of that. Don't keep because that's just another form of negativity, right? You can do it in a positive way. Is hey, dude, I believe you're the best running back in the country. You're the best one for our team. You know, and there's different ways of being able. Um, all right. In, in this possession, we're gonna we're gonna focus on. Hey, what are our keys? What are our points? Remember, boom, 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 boom. Here we go. All of these things, right? And now I'm uplifting him, uh, you know, and I'm believing in him, and I'm having him, you know, uh, you know, have a vision of what he's gonna accomplish on the field. Versus, you know, oh my gosh, first quarter. Do you remember what happened? You didn't hit the hole. You you know the the you know the ball's not high and tight. You fumbled. You almost cost your team the game. All of these things, right? So there's the difference of how you balance it, right? And I'm not saying that it's important that you have to be able to have structure and and explain it. But once you explain it, give the solution, and we got to move forward. And I think that's just it's so important in in, you know in in all sports, but especially football when it's just it's so it's so key, right? It's a busted coverage. It's going to happen all the time, you know. Um, You know, but how can we learn from it? Address it. Move on. You know. And I think you see the best coaches and the best teams, they address it, they understand the weakness, they give the solution, they move on from it. Well said, Tim. Uh, All-State AFC Good Works team, it's in its 31st year, and you and I have talked about this in the past. How important is it really, Tim, to highlight what these young men are doing in the community and how that can be used, their platform can be used to encourage others, teammates, to do the same? Yeah, it's massive. Uh, I mean, using their platforms to have impact, I think, is the ripple effects are, are unknown. You know, how wide they are. I mean, you look at, you know, Anders Carlson and the work he's doing in the Dominican Republic. Caleb Williams, the work that he's doing, you know, on the West Coast with the Caleb Cares Foundation. You know, the, the Big Heart, Big Man FSU project, you know. I mean, it's just, it's awesome that, you know, what Coach Stoops is doing at Kentucky. I mean, the ripple effects are unknown, but they're massive. And, I just, to me, it matters so much to celebrate that, to show it off, because it does inspire more people to to get involved and to do good and to make an impact. And I also think, you know, one thing that sometimes as a society we lose sight of is it's, just, it's all on the field, on the field, on the field, when that's not all it is. It's, and that's why I love the, you know, all say AFCA Good Works team, because it highlights who they are off of the field and the impact they have. And because of the choices they've been willing to make, when they could go do what everybody else is, they're choosing to go make an impact because it matters enough. And it's awesome to be able to see these young men do it, all 22 of them, and Coach Stoops as the honorary coach. And I love it, too, that it's not just the FBS, but the FCS and NAI and Division Two and Division Three. And you look at what some of these men are doing, and you're like, holy cow, this is awesome. And you know what? And, and I have the, the privilege of having the chance to vote for it. And you should see it. It's like, oh, my gosh. How do I weigh between these two? And I got to 
pick one of them. It's so hard and it's just amazing to see what they're doing and, and just honestly so proud of them. And, you know, I, I want, you know, everybody go check it out what they're doing because it will inspire you too. And these men are all, they're doing great work and, and it's being highlighted and we're talking about it. And then there are some of those who want to do something, Tim, and they just don't know where to start or how to begin. What would you say to those, to those oh, kids man. to just get would, them encouraged? Yeah, I would say it's okay to start small. You know, find something that you care about. Find um, a nonprofit you care about. Find a cause that you care about and just plug in and do something small, right? You know, as you, you know, go about your day today, when you see a way that you can make a difference, someone that needs a word of encouragement, a place you can volunteer, just start small and and see what that does in your own heart and, um, and then continue to grow from that. But sometimes I feel like one of the reasons it's easy for us to not get involved is we always feel like, oh my gosh, if I do get involved, I have to start my own nonprofit or I have to do something massive when... You know, sometimes what's important is that for you, just do, do the little thing and let it grow and let it grow and let it grow. And, um, and those little things can, can one day be massive, but it can also start to, you know, um, infect your heart, how awesome it is to be able to give back and make a difference and see the lives change. And so, you know, um, let that seed take root in your own heart. Tim, my wife and I partnered with IJM and I know working against trafficking is something that's important to you and your wife yes. and you've done work with them. And I've talked to a we lot do. of athletes. What inspired you to join that fight? Well, it's, um, that's a long story over a decade ago. Um, my dad was in a, um, a very remote country where faith's not allowed. And he was doing underground pastors conference and four girls were getting sold there. And he purchased the freedom of those four girls. And, um, and that radically impacted my life of seeing that evil, one of the greatest evils in the world right now, um, is what is happening to so many people. It's an estimated 40.3 million people are trapped in human trafficking. And we're grateful for IJM and what they're doing. And we've been able to partner with them in many countries around the world. And, um, and we're just, we're grateful for how they've stood up for so many people who can't um, stand up for themselves. And so, you know, grateful for you and supporting them. And, um, but there's so many amazing organizations that are making an impact. And I think what's important is we all have to come together to realize this is a massive issue that we all can play a part in, in, in standing up against, and we need to. Tim, appreciate you. Appreciate the work you're doing with them, and especially also highlighting here the Allstate AFCA Good Works team. Thanks again, and uh, have a blessed day, man. You too, brother. Appreciate you. That's it for this week. Thank you to Tim Tebow. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti, reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. We have operations all over the world rescuing people from slavery because today there are criminals who abuse children, sell girls. How old is she? 12? How much? 30? Yeah, yeah, I'm And force families into slavery. 
criminals prey on the easiest target, the world's poor, because they expect no one to defend them. Pareho po tayong mga tao. Hindi po tayo ipagay or hayop na pwedeng gamitin lang sa pansanili. But today, there are thousands of people gathering to seek justice for those in slavery. We are a group of lawyers, counselors, activists, and supporters. We are called International Justice Mission. And together, we form the largest international anti-slavery organization in the world. But slavery won't come to an end until criminals know they can't get away with it. So we partner with local police to arrest and prosecute criminals. This sends a message to slave owners. We will not go away. We stay with the survivors until they are healed, until they are free. Each year, we rescue thousands of slaves and protect millions around the world. We are transforming how justice systems protect their citizens. To those who are still enslaved, we promise to find you. We will get you home to your families so you can have the freedom you deserve.